This weekend on Sportsmanlike Conduct, we talk about Major League Baseball with opening day right around the corner. We talk about Rob Gronkowski retiring. And, of course, we talk about the big dance. All that and more coming up next on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. One of the many podcasts here at Central Michigan Life. My name is Austin Chastain. To my right, Miss Elena Hess. To my left, Mr. Andrew Gleason. Everyone, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Happy to be back. It's been a couple of weeks, I think, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so... Happy to be back in the studio with you guys, talking sports. I'm excited to be back as well. I think it's going to be a great episode today, and I think we all got a lot to say. Excited to get going. Absolutely. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, Big news out of the NFL this week, Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement over Instagram on a very long emotional post that I kind of laughed at, but it was very emotional, like I said. Andy, I know you were very eager to talk about this topic uh, coming in today. So what were your initial thoughts and kind of where do you think the Patriots are going to go from here? Yeah, um, I didn't read the long post, but uh, I'll just start where I think the Patriots are going to go. Um, obviously, they're going to have to look for a tight end. It's a really good tight end draft, so I think that's where the they will address it. I think they'd love to get a guy like TJ Hawkinson, but he'll be off the board long before 32. <laughs> So I think they'll address the tight end position through the draft. Dwayne Allen just left them, so they definitely need to address that position. But I don't know if this is the end for Gronk. Uh, Jason Witten took a year off, and he came back. And I could really see Gronkowski coming back as early as this season, playing like week 10. He's just been through a lot. His body has taken so many blows. He's shattered his elbow. His back is in pieces. So I think Gronkowski, I don't know if he just if he wants to be done done. I could definitely see a comeback. I'm not going to say for sure, but I think we could see him maybe week 10 this year, maybe just the full year off and come back next year, just kind of like Jason, what Jason Winton did. He's not 30. He's got a lot of abuse on his body, but he's not even 30 years old yet. Right, and it's kind of funny. I mean, he's a big, big human, and he's just getting thrown around in there. He's kind of getting his butt kicked all over the place. So I can kind of understand why he's retiring with the abuse that he's taken really over his career so far. Like we said, like you said, possibly not the end, probably not the end, but as of right now, it's going into retirement and it's going to just kind of hang out. Guys saved his money really well, I guess. So it'd be good to go. Elena, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, football is one of the sports you, you can't play a long time, especially if you're taking that abuse. Uh, unless I mean Tom Brady doesn't really take that much abuse because his line is so good but I think like you guys said it's so it's sad to see him go but I don't really believe it and like I don't think a lot of the coaches around the league even believe it even his own agent didn't believe it he's like I'll believe it when I 100% see him never touch the field again but I think that this isn't the last time like you said Andy it's just he's so good and he contributes so much but he does take a lot of abuse and like he just needs to kind of maybe take maybe a year off, just kind of fully heal, and just and then I think he'll come back. I'm He's too young. I'm interested to hear, uh, what do you guys think the Patriots are going to do moving forward? There's always going to be somebody ready to step up because that's how the system works in the Pats world. Um, Belichick's always got somebody that's ready to go. Well, as I see it, they're going to pull some no-name, quote-unquote no-name out of the draft. Or just from like a, a second string tight end, if that's even a thing anymore, um, from some team that's really struggling. 
and Belichick and Brady are going to make him great. Um, I mean, just looking at some of the some of the tight ends coming in coming into the draft, Kahale Waring from San Diego State. He's the first guy that popped up. Um, so he might be a guy that could replace Gronk, or like I said, some second string tight end we've never heard of um, in terms of the NFL um, could replace Gronk and make himself great and make name Rob Gronkowski kind of fade away. Never. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> but maybe he won't go away at all. Who knows? I mean, the, it could happen that eh, he comes back. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> yep. I think chances are better than worse that he'll be back in the league. I agree. Um, I mean, I know he's got kind of an acting career kind of starting to line up. And like I said, the guy's been saving his money really well. So despite what we see of him on his like Snapchat and Twitter and stuff, him going to going to Ragers every other weekend over the summer when he's not playing. Yeah, he's a funny guy. It's it's like sad. He kind of reminds me of Shaq in a way. Just oh, like yeah. the personality. Yeah. And like I see, I've seen a video of it. You probably you guys probably seen it too, the, them dancing with each other at the club one yeah. time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shirtless. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, they remind me a lot of each other. But it's just I don't think that's the last we're going to see of him regardless, obviously, because he'll be – He'll be on our Twitter and Instagram feeds for oh, the rest of time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I kind of found it funny with the kind of party animal that we're kind of making him out to be. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings p- tweeted um, the day that it, he announced his re- retirement says, we would throw Gronk a retirement party, but you don't have enough beer in the world to do that. <laughs> that's, just, that's just kind of an uh, encompassing statement of who this guy is, and he's just – it looks like a fun guy to be around, a really good teammate. Um, and he, he will be missed, even with the short hiatus, we'll call it, that he's presumably going to take. Um, guys, let's change gears now to uh, the NCAA tournament, the big dance. The We're going through to the Sweet 16 coming up. Uh, record, we're recording this on Wednesday, so the Sweet 16 starts tomorrow night. Um and guys, how well? Let's start with the most important topic. How are your brackets doing? Mine's not good. I picked a like a lot of just crazy upsets that Me I think would happen, and eh, there's not been like too many crazy ones. So. Yeah, my first round was not the best. Uh, a really strong second round has me um, doing fairly well in all of my competitions. But I, yeah, day one was not not my best day one or day two, obviously. But hoping to make a late run here. Finals push right here. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, my, my bracket is, is um, I'll just say it, it is god-awful. <laughs> it's it's really bad. I, like Elena, picked some upsets, and those upsets did not happen. Um, the, the upsets that, I, that actually happened were one below the ones that I picked, if that makes any sense. Um, and when... When we talked about um, the potential Buffalo making a deep run, I thought they were going to make a deep run, and I sillingly or silly mindedly picked them to go to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was pretty disappointed yeah. with that, you know, twenty plus point loss to Texas Tech. So we'll just call that one an oops, and we'll move yeah. on. Um, but I mean, the number one overall seed, Duke. Getting by by the skin of their teeth into the Sweet 16 over over with a one point win over UCF, and I mean a one point win 
that probably shouldn't have happened. I agree. It was, I see, I have Duke going all the way, and I don't want them to go all the way. So I wouldn't, in my brackets, I already all messed up. So I was hoping they would lose, actually, because I was sure. like, this is going to be sweet, and then mm-hmm. Michigan can get by. Oh, God. It will yeah. maybe. We'll see, but I was just like, that's just what I was hoping for. So. Okay, so when that when that ball's hanging on the rim twice, <laughs> I was like, who is moving seconds. the rim? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> who who put the who put the cap on the rim right at the last two seconds? Yeah, that was wild. I think uh, this weekend was the very first time in my life that I cheered for a one seed to beat an eight seed when it came that close and especially duke i have never liked duke in my life but i was not ready for college basketball without zion williamson he he absolutely changes the game for me i just i've never been glued to watching a team like i have been with zion this year he and when he was out that month i wasn't watching duke nearly as much so he just changes the game he's so fun to watch so I was praying that I wasn't ready for college basketball without Zion because this year has been one of the funnest years of college basketball that I can remember because of solely because of him. So I just wasn't ready for it. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen in the MSU and Michigan games? Because personally, I think MSU is going to squeak by. And Texas Tech just looked so athletic. I think they beat Michigan, I think. Uh, yeah, Michigan's done. I think MSU advances and then loses to Duke in the Elite Eight. What do you guys think? I I honestly don't. No one, no one, give me hate for this yet. But there's been talk about it. I'm calling it Michigan, Michigan State round four in the final four. Wow. Michigan State's gonna upset Duke in the Elite Eight. Michigan, I don't know who they're gonna be. Probably Gonzaga. But. I'm calling it here, right here, right now. Michigan, Michigan State, round four in the final four. Okay, I th- I don't know that Michigan's going to get by Texas Tech either. So I'm sadly going to pick them to lose against them. I do think Michigan State will win. So I can't believe I'm saying that right now, but I agree with you, Andy, because, I mean, Michigan just, I don't know. They really haven't, they haven't done it for me this year. They just go through these spurts, like, five minutes where they cannot score the basketball and nobody is moving off the ball. They just play ISO, and they don't have, like, the star to go ISO to, and then they just start relying on threes. It's like they don't they don't just, like, go get buckets, go get a nice, easy layup when they're hitting a dry spell like that. They just let it go on and on, and that's what kills them in the second half versus Michigan State. That's what kills them versus other teams, and I just think – they're going to be playing a super athletic team in Texas Tech, so it'll be tough for them. If they, I mean, if they're knocking down the three ball, then it's hard for anybody to beat Michigan, but the question is, are they going to be knocking down the three ball in the latter half of the season? They have not, so it, it's just tough for me to see Michigan winning this game. I, I really hope they do because if they win this game, I think they could make it to the Final Four, as Austin said, but it'll be a, it'll be a challenging game for both the, both teams in Michigan. And uh, I think Spartans make it to the Elite Eight. I think uh, Michigan's done tomorrow night. You you gotta wonder though when the shot's gonna come back for Michigan because I feel like I feel like when teams go through spells like that, it it just comes back one game and right. it's, they're all on. Like it, I think it just takes like one guy getting hot and then mm-hmm. everybody going off of that. But it's just it's all about energy really in that environment. I think. But so I'm hoping somebody can get hot and just. 
kind of people can feed off of them, but we'll see. I remember last year in the Sweet 16, I was kind of saying the same thing, and they were playing Texas A&M, I believe, who was super athletic, kind of the same thing as Texas Tech. And uh, Michigan comes out, and they shoot the lights out, and they run Texas A&M out of the building last year, beat them by like 20, 30 points. So, I mean, if that happens, then I can see Michigan winning definitely. But I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it yet, but just like you said, it can come back anytime. Who's the one person that you think needs to step up for well, we'll do we'll do both Michigan and Michigan State, but especially Michigan. Um, who really, really needs to step up for the Wolverines to find success? Um, for me, it's Jordan Poole. He uh, when he gets a lot of touches, he uh, makes good shots. He's a definitely a talented scorer, but he's just kind of been mentally weak for me this year. The biggest thing for Jordan Poole is on the defensive end, he bites on uh, pump fakes every single time. And uh, I think you see Matt McQuaid take advantage of it in those Michigan State games. He'll get three points from the free throw line because Jordan Poole bites a lot. And even he'll bite, he'll totally miss. They can just step step aside of him and uh, hit down a three. So Poole's got to improve on the defensive end for me. And then I'd just like to see him be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, uh, put the ball on the floor, take him, take him to the dribble, take him to the rack, and then... Obviously, that'll open up the three-point game for him. So uh, I'd really like to see Jordan Poole kind of take it to the next level. And then uh, for Michigan State, uh, I don't know, I, maybe Nick Ward. I think Nick Ward, uh, he's one of my favorite players on state. And uh, I think Tillman has really improved Michigan State. Tillman being in the starting lineup, a little more athletic. So I think if they could coincide, get Nick Ward and Xavier Tillman out there, I'd like to see that from the Spartans. I think it's hard for me to say – that I want one guy to step up for Michigan. I think they, I mean, they don't really have one guy you really turn to. Uh, so I think they all just need to really play their part. But I guess if I had to pick one, I think I would go with Poole, too. I think everybody kind of, he's the one guy I think you could probably point eyes to or just point fingers at. But, I mean, yeah, he's got a couple just iffy decisions down the stretch this year with a couple of things, and I don't know. But I think it's a team, it's really just a team effort with Michigan just because they don't have that outstanding player that like uh, State does with Cassius. So I think, like you said, Ward, too, with, with State, obviously Cassius. So we'll see. For sure. Um, well, like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday, and that means tomorrow is opening day in Major League Baseball. Best time of the year if you're a baseball fan. Again, Andy, I know you were kind of all over this topic. Um, just give me your overall thoughts um, with opening day coming tomorrow. I mean, you're excited for baseball. And what do you think, what are you expecting out of the Tigers? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll start with uh, some opening thoughts from each of us, and then I got a nice little game where we can all play, uh, just all predicting right. the uh, predicting the teams in the playoffs. So, all right. uh, I guess just starting on my overall thoughts, Tigers, uh, another, not going to be their year again, just another year of uh, <laughs> rebuilding. And I think they just got to make the smart moves, l- keep letting those veteran guys go. Um, one thing I will say is I haven't watched much this spring, but I've heard Miggy's looked healthy uh, this spring, and a lot of people think uh, Cabrera's going to hit. They don't think the power's going to be there necessarily, but I th- they think the average is going to be there. A lot of people are saying, hey, Cabrera's going to hit 320, 310, um, definitely above 300, a lot of people are saying. So look out for that if you're a Tigers fan. Uh, healthy Miguel Cabrera. Um, do you guys? I agree. It's not going to be their year again. It's going to be another dud year, but I didn't hear that about Miggy, so I'm hoping now. I mean, I, he's 
had a couple down years just with injuries and stuff, but you hate to see that, and I never want to hate on somebody for the injuries. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it, we'll see. They don't have a whole lot. so. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, although I do see the Tigers hovering around 500, um, probably I'm going to say 80, 80 and 82, almost exactly 500, uh, probably like 496 or whatever it is. Um, but I think we'll I think we'll see we'll see Maggie have a good season. Obviously, kind of I don't want to say rebuilding, but like recovering season almost um, because of his injury last year. He'll come back. He'll be able to put the ball in play. I don't think well. I, I hate to say it, but I don't think we'll ever see that that power again that he right. that he once had. Um, he's just it's just his his age and kind of. That the injury that he had last year, I just don't think we'll be able to see that that same Miguel Cabrera power that he had. Uh, but I'm excited for baseball. You got you got you said you got a little game for us to yeah, play. Yeah, uh, definitely. Just a little game. We're gonna have you guys uh, predict the playoffs a little bit. Um, so I guess I'll just start. We'll just start with the American League. We'll all go around, and then we'll go do National League, and then we'll just do a World Series prediction. That sound good with you guys? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sounds good. So uh, I'll just start in the East. I have the Red Sox in the Central. I have the Indians in the West. I have Houston, and then my two wild card teams are the Yankees, obviously, and then I went with Minnesota over the Rays and the A's for that final wild card spot. Okay, I didn't have it all written down like that, but <laughs> I just right. I did the uh, American League. I have the Red Sox, and then. The National League, I had the Dodgers uh, winning those ones. Perfect. Those ones, so. Yeah. <laughs> you you went crazy on that. One. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, differ you a little bit with the AL East. I think the Yankees are gonna win it. I think that combo of Stanton and Judge is finally gonna connect, and they're gonna have a uh, I'll say downright dominating season. Um, I mean, obviously, it'll be a close race in that division. It always is. But I think the Yankees win the division, and the Red Sox get that kind of backdoor wild yep. card bi- wild card bid. Um, I do I I do like Cleveland in the Central, Houston in the West, just like you did. Um, but I'm gonna give that that second wild card to Oakland. I don't know why, but I feel like this is gonna be a good year for them. Um, and then out. Oh, sorry. We're still go we're, ahead with the National League. I'll, yeah. All right. Um, the Phillies in the East, Bryce Harper. I mean, I know he's just one guy, but he's gonna play paramounts. He's gonna be huge mm-hmm. for the for this team this year, and I think we're gonna see them really play well. And they're gonna so they're gonna somehow squeak out that NL East. Um, my Cubbies, I I it would almost be a crime for me to not pick the Cubs to win <laughs> the Central. Um, but I mean that—that's just my heart speaking. But my mind's also telling me that the Cubs are going to win the NL Central, and then the Brewers are going to get that backdoor bid, um, and I think the Cardinals are going to get that second wild card bid. So we're going to have three NL Central teams in the playoffs, and then the Dodgers taking the NL West. Like Elena said, I like that. I'm going to go back to uh, the Yankees. I hope they do. I hope they have success. And that's weird for me to say because I'm not supposed to be a Yankees fan, and I'm not. I'm just a Stanton fan. I love him. I think he's awesome. So I'm oh, yeah. rooting for him. So I hope they – Same reason you're a, LeBron, or a, a Lakers fan for LeBron. 
I get that. I gotta follow my guys, except for yeah. I wouldn't really consider Stanton my guy. Just like I like no, to see I him, you. I like to see him play a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would like to see them have success, and then I'd like to see. I'm gonna. I'm interested to see what Harper does with the Phillies. That'll be that'll be cool to me. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Uh, I have Philadelphia winning the East too. Uh, they got Harper. They got uh, Juan Segura as the shortstop. Made a few other nice moves in the off season. Uh, I am a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan, but I do have the Cubs winning the division this year. Um, (laughs) I really like the Cubs, and uh, I don't think the Cubs have been living up to their potential since 2016, two years ago, when they won Mm -hmm. the title there. I'm going to say we, and I I know I shouldn't, but I'm (laughs) going to anyway. We really faded away towards the end of the season, and I, I think that our pitching rotation kind of fell apart and I think that's that's why we saw the Cubs kind of fade away at the end of the regular season lose that wild card or lose that tiebreaker to the Brewers at Wrigley and then fall the very next night to the Rockies in the wild card game I think it was a mix a little bit of a mixture of pitching with you Darvish going down um and then um Chris Bryant having his injury he he missed a significant amount of time I know I was disappointed that's my favorite player to anyone that says I'm a bandwagon fan, let me know and I'll send you a column that I wrote a couple years ago. <laughs> Shows you I'm not. Um, but I, I I agree with you. The Cubs had not lived up to their potential. But I like I like what I like what you're thinking. It's, yep. like, it's going to be the Cubs' year. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Exactly. Oh no, that's all right. Love to hear your input. Uh, I got the Dodgers in the West, and then my two wild card teams are St. Louis and Atlanta. Atlanta had a really good year last year. I actually think Acuna is going to win the NL MVP this year. I think he set off for a good year. And then the Cardinals have just been missing uh, middle of the lineup guy. And they got Paul Goldschmidt. They got Andrew Miller, uh, maybe one of the best bullpen guys in the major league. So they really bolstered themselves. I think they actually win the wild card game and get past uh, the Dodgers even. But I think it ends in Wrigley. I got the Chicago Cubs and the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. Let's go! And then I got the Boston Red Sox going back-to-back. I think last year, that Boston team last year was probably the best team that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, I don't like it, but I've been alive since 1996, and I just maybe one of those Yankee teams when I was young in the Subway Series, but that that team was dominant last year. So I'll go back-to-back. Chicago, I think, is really good. Uh, top three team in the league. Uh, right there with Boston and Houston, but I'll just go Boston. I think, okay, say, um, I think the Red Sox will win the World Series. I, This is who I want to win, though. I want the uh, Houston Astros to win it. Just because I, I mean, obviously, Verlander, I, I just love him. I like He's, like, the sweetheart of Detroit still, so mm-hmm. I like to see him do good, and I really like Altuve, too, just because he's so small and he's so good, so I love <laughs> I watching I know you are going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I, I'm going to go with the other historic team out of the American League uh, with the New York Yankees. I like it. Playing the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. Again, not my, not my heart. It's not my heart that's saying <laughs> this. It's my head. The Cubs are going to win the World Series in six games at Wrigley. Wait. Oh, so you really think this? 
Yeah, abs- no, absolutely. This oh, is okay. exactly like okay. this is my my prediction okay. for the MLB. I thought you were doing the heart. Okay. No, no, no. This is all my head. Okay. This is what my head's telling me, not Perfect. my heart. I promise. It's not it. biased. I love it. Either, yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I personally, yeah. I think Chicago's poised for a huge year just yeah. because it's they're a talented team and it's just their time. I think it's their time to get back on track. So I like it. I you're like right. It a lot. You're right. It's just it is hard after you've seen mm-hmm. they really haven't lived up to their potential, but absolutely. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Any final thoughts? I mean, we got opening day. How excited are we? I'm really I'm excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we Dicks, like, you, got, uh, you guys owe me both a bottle of, of Coca-Cola? I, I don't know. But, you get in trouble um, for that? No, know. I'm super excited, and I'll probably even go to a couple Tigers games just because, like, it's it's pretty cheap to go to one when they're, when they're kind of uh, not doing very well. Yeah. But, I mean, I probably would either way, but I just like going. I like the atmosphere. It's just really fun to be. I love watching baseball, so. Yeah. My favorite team made – had like one of the biggest off seasons they've ever had so it's gonna be really exciting for me personally to watch goldschmidt in the middle of the lineup watch andrew miller a crafty lefty come out of the pen and just watch all the young guys we have in the organization coming up and uh really see how and they're improving and making an impact this year absolutely um like elena said a little bit differently um i i hope i can at least go check out the cubs at least once um maybe even against the cardinals we'll we'll just have to wait and see on that um but no i'm i'm so excited for baseball season it's just it's i think it's my favorite time of the year um so i i I just cannot wait for tomorrow it's almost like christmas eve i just I, i mean i'll be able to sleep tonight but maybe not i don't know i'll have fly balls visions of fly balls dancing in my head or something i don't know but what I do know, that's it for us, for Elena, for Andy. This is Austin saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you till we meet again.